Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Ticket to Broadway, where Broadway meets Main Street. <laughs> Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast, the only podcast where your favorite Broadway stars share what they really think about Mickey Mouse. Be sure to check out the Instagram page, eTicket to Broadway, and follow along to take part in our surveys, the Tweedledee or Tweedledum polls, the Fast Pass answers, and see photos of our guests at the parks. It's been a blast talking all things Disney parks with the Broadway community, and speaking of community, you, the listeners. The support has been so appreciated. As I said in the Rope Drop Overture, without you, I'd just be a guy talking into a microphone about how much I love Dopey. But with you all listening, it's a podcast. See? Seriously, thank you for reminding me how great the Disney Parks and Broadway fandoms can be. Many of you have decided to support the podcast on Patreon, and I wanted to thank our new patrons by name. Thank you to our new e-ticket members, Nicole from Wisconsin and Alana from California, C-ticket member Jeff C. from California, and B-ticket member Mel from the United Kingdom. You are all making it possible to keep producing these episodes, and you're helping support Gilana's Fund. There are fun perks at each level, including an on-air interview at the e-ticket level, which we have our first one on this episode. Please welcome e-ticket member Nicole from Wisconsin. Hello, Nicole. Thank you for supporting this podcast and becoming an e-ticket member. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you love the Disney parks? A hundred. Yes, that is the right answer. A hundred. For these listeners, it's it's got to be 100. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite ride in the parks? Oh, goodness gracious. I knew you were going to ask me this. That's like asking someone to choose their favorite child. What is um, one that you love? Peter Pan's Flight, yes. Pirates of the Caribbean, Space Mountain. I was sensing a theme with pirates. <laughs> and then, you know, there can be pirates in space. There are totally space pirates. That's a yeah. thing. <laughs> Nicole, do you have a favorite memory from visiting the parks? Oh, goodness gracious. My favorite. Oh, actually, yes. My favorite memory of visiting the parks. So I am very Disney World. Okay. Um, so my favorite memory actually is my first time going to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. It was actually uh, back in 2008. It was when I was working at Disney World. Um, cool. So we had no money, of course, <laughs> and we came up with costumes, but it was my first time ever at the Halloween party. And just as an adult, getting to trick or treat and meet all these characters in their Disney costumes and just run around being completely silly, I think is still my favorite memory as a guest in the parks. And what did you do as a cast member? So I was in the Tapestry of Dreams parade. Um, as a dancer and puppeteer, I worked at Tough to Be a Bug in Animal Kingdom, and Good. I also uh, gave tours of Animal Kingdom for a time. And actually, true story, I was in the Candlelight Processional Choir in 2008. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. Nicole, this is one of our favorite games, and we're going to play it with you. This is Fast <gasps> Pass Answers. 
Oh my gosh, I'm so excited I get to play this with you. I think you're the first person to ever be excited to play this rather than terrified. No, I'm excited. I've been playing it along every single podcast. Oh, great. Well, here you go. You're ready. 30 seconds on the clock after I ask the first question. Nicole, what is your favorite Disney character? Peter Pan. Name a ride in Epcot. Soren. Favorite snack in the parks? Uh, Disney ice cream bar. Mickey ice cream bar. Favorite Broadway musical? Les Mis. Name any Disney fish. Nemo. Favorite Disney movie? (laughs) Peter Pan. Name a park that Walt Disney actually stood in. Disneyland. Name the original Disney theme park. Disneyland. Name the park closest to Imagineering headquarters. Disneyland. Where did the Main Street Electrical Parade originate? Disneyland. Time. Okay, we're eight seconds over. Okay, so full transparency. (laughs) Nicole and I went to college together, and we have this lovely, friendly rivalry. And she brought it up first, may I point out. I did. It's true. She likes world. I like land. We love each other. We support each other. And we love each other's parks. We do. Totally. Um, We do. But I was thrilled that you answered that so correctly. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that. I know my Disney history, David. Yes, you do. Um, And Soren, what a great ride. Oh, it's my favorite. We love it. And it's also in Disneyland. It is. It actually started there. It definitely started as Soren over California because when it was announced that it was coming to Epcot, we were like, so is it Soren over Florida here? (laughs) That would be a very... um, Bold Boring. choice. I didn't oh, say Oh, I it. like you went with bold. You went with, bold. went with bold. Good for you. Um, Nicole, what's the first thing you're going to do when you go to the parks next? Oh, cry my eyes out because I'm going to be so happy to be there. Truly. Well, thank you, Nicole. And thank you for the support. Absolutely. Love this podcast. If you'd like to be interviewed on an episode, please visit our website at www.eticketpodcast.com to learn more about Patreon. Now, the guest on this episode has been seen on Broadway in American Idiot, If Then, and is currently starring as Alexander Hamilton after originating the role in Chicago. Please welcome to E-Ticket to Broadway, Miguel Cervantes. My friend Miguel, Broadway's Hamilton, thank you for coming on this podcast. Are you excited to talk about all things Disney Parks? This is the most exciting day of my whole month. And, you know, as per our agreement, are you ready to wrap for the entirety of the interview? Um, so we're talking about Disney. That's all I got. I'm not very good at that. <laughs> you know what? You're way better than I am. That was thrilling. You thought I was, you, you, really, you, you thought I was about to do it, right? The whole thing. I actually did. I really thought yeah. you were like going to go for it. Maybe I'll, I'll, be, I'll be thinking about it the whole time. Okay, great. I will too. And as will our listeners. <laughs> Miguel, you're from Texas originally. Did you go to either of the U.S. Disney parks as a kid? When I absolutely did. One of the most amazing memories as a child was we lived in Dallas, Texas, and my father liked to drive places. We used to drive. So we drove from Dallas, Texas, all the way across to Florida and down into the panhandle um, and down into, uh, uh, you know, the, the down to Orlando. And I would never forget, we drove, it was this long, long road trip in a station wagon and we were singing i have three i have two brothers so i'm the middle of two of three boys we sat in the back seat of the station wagon and drove all the way across we drove all the way across um the country 
Florida and we got into Florida and we were so excited. I mean, we were so excited and we got into Florida and we went into the visitor station. Dad walked in. We all were like, just, we're all, it's, it's like 1980, maybe 1984. And he said, how far is to Orlando? And we thought that once you get into Florida, you're at Disney, right? Once you get into Florida. That's where yeah, Disney of course. Is. What else is in Florida but Disney World? <laughs> Seriously. And the guy was like, well, it's about seven hours. <laughs> Our, <laughs> my my, my seven-year-old soul was crushed that it was going to be seven more hours to get there. But it was one of the coolest trips ever. We stayed at this hotel that had an indoor-outdoor pool, and we went on the monorail. And it was, it was, it was, uh, I was one of the memories of as a kid with my family that I will never, ever forget. That's great, despite the very, very long road trip. Very long. Besides the monorail, do you have any other memories from going as a kid? The one memory that I will never forget um, of that trip, other than the pool that you could swim like under the barrier and you were outside, like that was the coolest pool um, that was that ever existed. But um, the uh, the 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 time we went, it was like the third day we were there. We were in Magic Kingdom, and we were going on Space Mountain. My my younger brother was just tall enough to get there, and um, we're going into Space Mountain, right? And uh, there's a recording that says, you know, don't go on this ride if you're pregnant or hurt or something, or you have stomach issues. And I looked yeah, at my dad. Motion and I said, sickness. Yeah. Well, and I looked at my dad and I said, Dad. I can't go on this ride. He said, why? What's wrong? I said, my stomach hurts. I was terrified of Space Mountain. <laughs> it was. And, and so where he's like, that's not what they mean, son. <laughs> that's not what they mean by stomach issues. So we go through the thing. And, I, and then I remember after me and my brother were on this like moving sidewalk going through the sort of the after after part of Space Mountain. And we were just like, I can't believe it was the most awesome thing. And it was I, I just remember how different it felt being terrified before and then after like the ex like we were so excited and that's like i guess that's what it is like we felt the magic of the whole thing well magic yes but some of the imagineers say that the thrill is this feeling that you're going to die and then you don't like the real seven-year-old fear of just terror of 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 death uh, in this in this ride or just it's just most terrifying experience i can't believe that you're making me do this and then immediately after being so thankful that, that just uh, that it was the best thing i'd ever done in my life and like that's like what a great what a great what a great sort of you know mixture of emotions in all of two and a half minutes yeah and then you want to go, like, go back on it exactly. i would love to see that on ride photo of you know you as a kid just terrified right well the real one is the, the picture of my younger brother who was in the behind us and my mom said he had a death grip on her arm the entire time um and i remember that picture of like just this child this little five-year-old kid he was just tall enough to go on it just just eyes wide i'll never forget so oh, it was the best it was the best trip he's never been back to disney world he's never ever. been to disney world <laughs> Did you and Kelly go to the parks a lot, uh, your wife, before you had kids? Uh, we actually went one time. I was on a national tour of the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. And we um, had a stop in, I don't know if it was Fort Lauderdale. There was some sort of stayover in Florida where we were able to take three days. And so my wife, you know, we weren't, we, she was just my my girlfriend at the time. Um, and 
I said, Hey, meet me in Disney world. I had never, I hadn't, I don't think I'd been there since I was a kid. And so we had this whole different version of Disney world. And in fact, what we did was, um, we went to Epcot and we decided to do a beer in every, in every, I, th- I feel like this is something people do the beer in every yeah, country. Oh yeah. You drink around the world, drink around sure. the world. So we did that. And it was, it was such a weird time to remember because I had these flashbacks of being a kid at Epcot and thinking, oh, you know, this is cool, but you know, when's the next ride? And now it was like, oh, this is cool, but where's the next beer? And so, and then we, then we got, we got uh, to go food from Mexico and sat on the lawn and watched the fireworks together. And it was such a special time for us as grownups, you know, as adults that I sort of had this, you know, you know, weird comparison as a, as a child. And it was the same exact place. I could remember little, little pieces of it as a kid that were the same, you know, when you're there with Kelly, you know, at Epcot drinking around the world and you're not terrified of space mountain, are you remembering stuff from a, from your childhood? Yeah. You know, it was like being, being in a place that I had just these vivid memories, um, as a child of specific things, you know, like, you know, like that space mountain thing. And also like figment at Epcot. I remember that, you know, first I remember the big ball in spaceship earth, but then figment the journey to imagination or whatever. Um, like that was like such a vivid memory. And we went on it again and it was totally different as an adult. Like it was totally different, not anything that I remembered, but I just remembered specifically doing that. But now it's, you know, 20 years later and uh, it, it, it sort of feels the same way. And I think that's, you know, that's super cool. You shared, Miguel, some lovely photos um, at the parks with Bell Jackson and Adelaide. What was it like bringing them to the parks for the first time? Um, I, it was one of the things that Kelly and I talked about when we got married and we had our, our first child, uh, first child Jackson, about being able to go to Disney. And, and so when I got the job on Broadway, I mean, at Hamilton in Chicago, we decided that there are my first vacation after, and it was actually, um, it was like over a year later because I wanted to make sure I saved up the vacation so that I could go on his spring break from school. We were going to go and do Disney World. Um, I mean, unfortunately, or, or whatever, we had some friends who lived in Orlando, so they got to go all the time. And so we were there, you know, just so happened it was Easter weekend, that that sort okay. of weekend. And <laughs> yeah. they came and saw us and they were they said, um, we come here all the time and we have never seen it this busy. <laughs> and I said, oh, it, I mean, it was really crowded, but I thought that's how it always was. He's like, no, it's not always like this. But that's another story. Um, the idea of being able to take my son to this place that I remember my dad being so excited to meet us. He wanted to wait until my younger brother was five so that he would he would enjoy it. And so I couldn't wait until my son was old enough. And then we were able to, to do this. And I was so excited to take him there and, and show him like my dad did. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll never forget um, what it was like uh, taking him and watching him, just watching his face and when he would see a character and he would run up with his autograph book and just, he was in it. He was so in it. And the, I was, t- I am taken in by the magic with him. And we went to Goofy's Kitchen 
there's a and 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 he he was like, oh my god, it's Goofy, and oh, it's Chipper Dale, and I was like, yeah, Chip, get over here, Chip. I mean, it was so cool to like just dive in with him, and and it was and it was awesome, and we, um, you know, my daughter uh, was with us that time, um, and she was having lots and lots of trouble with her illness then um but like the you know we maybe talk about this later but the the sort of we we brought her along with us in the in the magic and we were able to sort of bring her in there and i'll never forget like i can't remember if it was like sophia the first or if it was Belle or something um came up to her um and sort of just like bent down and like kind of just spent time with her and like it was she was a princess and that was that was cool you know and um that was the only time she ever got to go so uh it 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 was a really special trip for the for our family yeah there's a beautiful photo of um you and Kelly and Jackson at Disneyland and Jackson's holding a photo of Adelaide. And that was, I think, part of the Epilepsy Awareness Day. Yeah, yeah. So um, that that um, trip to Disney um, was, uh, the first one was, you know, was, um, I think that was in 17, um, 2017. And the following year is... Uh, I don't know, maybe it was 18. I can't remember. In any case, the following year, she, she, we lost her. She, she passed away. And, uh, you know, during that time, we had gotten a lot in, involved with a lot of epilepsy organizations and a lot of um, advocacy. And one of them was Epilepsy Awareness Day at Disney. And um, so we, well, I guess I should back that up. She hadn't, she was getting very, very sick. And um, the Make a Wish organization contacted us. And the year prior, we um, we had gone to uh, Disney, Disneyland um, without her. And she had to stay home because she was, um, she was too ill to come with us. And she stayed home with her. So we went to Disneyland. Um, and met all of these unbelievable people that did this amazing day and flooded the, the, the Magic Kingdom with purple t-shirts um, representing Epilepsy Awareness Day. And we just saw all these amazing families with their special needs family members. And it was just beautiful. And it was it was an amazing day. And we were so um, sad to not have our, our baby with us. Um, was the reason that we celebrated that um you know and so the next year as as she was getting a little more ill um they go the make a wish found uh, folks in illinois contacted us and said do you have a wish like do you want to have a wish and we were like well no you know i'm we don't thankfully i play hamilton and i we're not really in need of anything like, we don't really need for stuff and so and they said that's not what this is about this is about um, offering you something that can 
brighten your day or brighten your life or or create a memory that you may not be able to have otherwise. And so we decided, let's take her to Disneyland this time. And we would get support. We would get nursing. We would get, they would meet us and help us to, to, to navigate with her. Um, and that was going to be in November for Epilepsy Awareness Day at Disneyland the second time. And she died in October. And um, so she didn't get to go. We told ourselves that we were going to go for her. So we went. And and so she got to be there with us and celebrate with us. And it was and 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 it was it was cool because um it felt like she was with us because, you know, we brought that picture with her and, and we were there for her. And so uh for that, Disneyland will always have an even more meaningful place uh for me and my family and uh, uh, we're gonna try if we can and you know um get back to that to that to that day every time it happens um uh, because it's that's it, 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 now that's part of our life you know no matter what thank you for sharing that that's that's beautiful and, and um i mean you and i have never talked about how the loved ones in our lives who have passed away, you know, my sister died when she was 26 and she and I loved with the rest of my family, loved Disneyland. And when she died in 2007, the last time she had been there was in 2005 to surprise me. And I couldn't bring myself to go back to the parks. And it took me until I think like 2011, maybe. And I was shocked that it didn't feel like she was gone. It felt like she was just getting a fast pass somewhere. I just felt so connected to her. And and I mentioned on, on the podcast that I every time I go, I check in with this family stone that we have and I think of her and there is something about Disney that can bond us with those of those in our family that are no longer with us physically. I think that one of the amazing things that that place does is it creates a world that you know, it exists outside of real life, out of regular life, mm-hmm. you know, and we can go there and, and, and dream and smile and, and it, and it allows you to feel things that, that sometimes you're not allowed to feel in the, in the outside world. And that yeah. has to do and now. And she, you know, she, she is now part of Disney for us. You know, she, her life and her legacy and what we what we're doing what we you know what we're fighting for now for her um, that's part of it and um, and I know that <clears throat> I know that Disney does that for lots of organizations and they have lots of people that have these days um, and and it doesn't make it any less special you know it doesn't make it any less like that's our day and that's our special time and that's our special place you know what I mean that's that's yeah. our place and that's yeah. and that's that we can all feel that way at the same time is pretty great. Miguel, you played uh, Alexander Hamilton on Broadway as well as Chicago for the past like four years, five years. It was four years. I got there in. Um, uh, uh, what it was in August of 2016, and we had our final uh bow in 
January 5th of 2020. So 1,200 plus performances later, um, that's a whole lot of Hamilton that uh, that I've got under my belt. So you know him well. Yeah, me, me and that, me and the A. a Hammer are well connected. Well, my question, because this is a podcast about Disney parks, do you think he would like going to Disneyland or Disney World? Um, I don't think so. Um, okay. I don't remember uh, him having a really big role in the Hall of Presidents. Um, I don't feel That's like what I was going to ask specifically. I don't feel yeah. like his uh, his animatron is uh, really well uh, represented. Maybe so. <laughs> um, so maybe we can work on that. He would have uh, gone but, to Hall of Presidents and be like, "Screw this!" Like, you know what? No, no, thanks. This is not how this went. This is not how this is supposed to. Be. Oh, silly. We'll be right back. Oh, what's the big idea with these commercials? Oh, with this Miguel, if you had to get a job at the parks, what job would you choose? Um, you know, this is a weird question. Because I took my son to go see Peter Pan over there at the Peter Pan ride. And Peter Pan was there and he was, I mean, he was Peter Pan, like all of Peter Pan. Yes. The whole, I mean, it was like, that's, that's Peter Pan. No matter who walked up to this, this guy in his green tights and his green short cut off shorts or whatever they were his I tunic mean, his tunic th- that his sure. that thing yeah i was like i wonder what it would be like because you know i play alexander hamilton right and i i am that guy and then i immediately come off stage on any given sh- and i'm like he's gone i go downstairs to my dressing room in the middle of the show and i'm like watching whatever or take a break i take a break from the guy for like whatever time then i come back on and i immediately jump back into it and i i guess it's kind of the same thing but i was like this guy is like all peter pan and it was awesome to watch but but he was being him you know being himself that's a weird thing to say because he wasn't um unless it really is peter pan was it really peter pan it it really is peter pan i think it really was peter pan Maybe it really was. And now I'm just, now I feel weird. I should have gone and asked him for like Tinkerbell's number or something. Um, but Or some pixie dust. Or some pixie dust. <laughs> Can you imagine if there was like Alexander Hamilton roaming the park? Just like wa- walking around. And it's me. I was like, no, I'm a, I'm a character too. I work here also. I'm a character. Um, but it was cool. No, I, no, take it all back. It was, it was very cool to watch like Peter Pan walking around and like giving all of these children like the whole Peter Pan business. And I was like, I mean, it's cool. And I guess as, you know, as an actor, we, we, we do that in some way, um, in kind of a separate, in kind of a separated way. And then after the show, I will go outside and someone will say, you know, you were great in the show. You know, you were, you were an, you played that character well, but these people, these characters are there in real time saying, I, I, you know what I mean? Like it's a real interaction. And it's for improv, my son, it's there, it's real. Yeah. It, yeah. 
but for my son, he was standing there just nervous and red faced talking to Peter Pan. And I was like, that's cool. You know, that's cool. You know, it's, it's a pretty, pretty cool job to be like, to make some kids day and they'll talk about that for the rest of the day. You know, sure. it, it's powerful and it's meaningful and it's, it's magical. Like it's supposed to be blah, 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 Disney. So then the job that you would choose would potentially be a character in the parks. I feel like if they would allow me to be the first Mexican Peter Pan, I would do it. I support that. (laughs) Or you can be friends with Mickey Mouse. How tall are you? (laughs) Listen, I I think I'm on the right height for all all those cats. I think (laughs) I am. You know what I mean? The, uh, the The magical Disney breakfast, I'm in. Miguel, here come fast pass answers. After I ask the first question, you will have 30 seconds to answer as many as you can. Are you ready? Oh, man. Let's do it. Okay. Miguel, what is your favorite Disney movie? Aladdin. Name any Disney princess. Jasmine. I mean, come on. Name a Disney talking animal. A Baloo. Name a song from Hamilton. Uh... <laughs> Uh, wait for it. What is your favorite snack in the parks? Um, oh, ooh, uh, the turkey leg, turkey leg, big, tur- oh, turkey leg. Name the associate director of If Then. Oh, David Albert. You were talking about turkey legs for so long. That I forgot. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't, get my, couldn't get my thoughts back together. Couldn't get my wits no, about it's me. Fine. The turkey leg yeah. really kind of distracted you. You love them. So good. My, my, that was, you know what? It's my dad's favorite. Like it was my dad's like favorite park, like treat was like the yeah. turkey leg. And so when I see one, I like go back to like my five-year-old. Yeah. They are really not good for you, but I support the memory. <laughs> let the magic live, but like they're really challenging. They're, and they're not, they're not easy to eat either, but you know, we do it. We do it. We make sacrifices. I'll be sure to send you the cast album of Hamilton to kind of refresh your memory. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Put on your thinking ears. It's trivia time. Oh, boy. Miguel, it is trivia time. Here we go. The writer and original star of Hamilton, Mr. Lin-Manuel Miranda, has become part of the Disney family as both the writer of Moana and the upcoming live-action Little Mermaid, as well as as a performer in Mary Poppins Returns, where he played a friend to Miss Poppins herself. Also in Mary Poppins Returns was Angela Lansbury, who gave voice to which enchanted object in the Disney catalog? Ooh, Mrs. Potts. Yes, it's Mrs. Potts. Angela Lansbury, we love her. Um, I mean, Angela Lansbury, I mean, I really like Chip because it was cool to see like a kid. I thought it was so cool to be like a kid. Chip, and Mrs. Potts. I was like, ooh, it'd be cool to be Chip, right? Yeah. I thought that, I thought that was cool. If I ever direct a production of Beauty and the Beast, I would cast you as Chip. I would do it. I would do it. I'm the right height. It's going to be great. Now let's hear from some of you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Miguel, we put it on social media and your fans were very excited to ask you questions about Disney. So let's get started. I really hope I don't screw up these names and I really want to get them right. Simeon's mommy asks, who is your favorite Disney character? Oh, you know, I'll never, it's a, it's a weird question because I put it in the same category as like my favorite Disney song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when Sebastian and Little Mermaid sings Kiss the Girl, it, 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 I, it, I always thought that was the coolest thing. And then he like sang harmony with like the duck. Oh, that was awesome. Maybe Sebastian from Little Mermaid. Sebastian's a great choice. You know, it's funny. The next question comes from C-A-S-S-P-E-R-E-Y-R-A, who asks, what Disney song do you sing the most? Ooh. Is it Kiss the Girl? Hmm. I mean, it might be Kiss the Girl. There you see her sitting there across the way. I like that one. Um, you know, we didn't. That that's let me let me put that out. That's my one of my favorite um, Disney songs. Well, let me tell you a funny story though. Um, I auditioned for Aladdin on Broadway. You know, so the Aladdin there, I don't know if it was before or during the, their replay. I don't know what it was, but um, I'm standing there in the room and they say, okay, you're going to sing um, the one jump ahead of the headman, one swing ahead of the sword, this one. And I get in there and I say the words, you know, I'm so excited to sing the song because it's one of my favorites in all of Disney. And I went ahead and messed up oh, no. <laughs> all the words just butchered it in front of these people right after I told them it was my favorite song. Guess what? No, I didn't, you didn't. get the part. Do you remember any of the lyrics that you did say? <laughs> I, I just, I just feel like I kept repeating like the same <laughs> line over and over again. All I got to do is some, I don't, uh, I was so, I'm just, I'm sure I was sweating. I'm sure it was, it was terrible. Adam Jacobs would not be happy with me. One bit. They were like, that was great. Next time you really don't need to show up in costume. <laughs> a little bit. I wore a half shirt. Like the like, vest. Like a half, like a tunic. Don't say tunic because I pointed out that word for oh, you. That's right. Can't <laughs> say tunic already. Your third question comes from GD.cello wants to know, which Disney character do you relate to the most? Ah, oh, man. Um, I'm going to say Baloo. From I know I said Blue earlier as a talking animal, but the, I like that guy. Yeah, I. What's funny is like I believe you. I've known you for like what, like six seven years. I do see you as Blue. My my philosophy on life, and my wife really hates this. Is like, you know what? It's going to be all right. We're going to figure it all out. Don't worry about it. And you know, come on, like that's like what I. That's kind of how I live my life. Like, we're going to be cool. Like, we'll get what we need. We're going to be fine. You know, and I think, and uh, so me and Baloo, we got something together. That's great. That's a great answer. Though I think I'm too short. I think, I think I'm too short to play Baloo in the, in the Broadway version. <laughs> Paul asks, should an animatronic Hamilton replace great moments with Mr. Lincoln at Disneyland? I feel like I've already answered this question, Paul. Um, I, I, I think... Um, everyone would really like to see uh, an animatronic Hamilton. However, I don't know if Disney will allow him to rap, so perhaps it won't go over as well as we would all like. 
So we'll have to really suss that out. And could the audio animatronic keep up with the the quick lyrics of rapping? Yeah, we you know when I do Hamilton, I move my hands like really fast a lot. So it may I don't know the, the, maybe these new age animatronics might be able to get the the hand gestures and and Lynn Lynn does some good hands too. So you know it, we'll see. Well, it, it's twenty twenty now. I mean, we can get some good some good robots out there. I love that. That's really great. Uh, to tell Disney, I'm happy to wear the green suit with the little white balls on it anytime if they're if they're looking for a, a model. I think with Hamilton on Disney Plus, there's a lot of excitement of like, oh, is there going to be a Hamilton parade? Is there going to be a new ride? There's a lot of you know questions about that. I mean, it, listen, if I, I think uh, I, I I'll tell you this much: as long as there's Hamilton mania going on, I got a job. So let's keep it up. It's time for some tough choices. Let's play Tweedledee or Tweedledum. It's time for everyone's favorite. This is Tweedledee or Tweedledum. I'm going to give you two options and you, Miguel, you let me know whichever one you prefer. You ready? I'm in. Let's do it. Great. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Epcot or Animal Kingdom? Oh. Do I have to say Tweedledee or Tweedledum or can I just say what I like? Oh, say which whichever one you like, Epcot or Animal okay. Kingdom. Okay, well, I, I have to say the Animal Kingdom because when we went for spring break, we stayed there and there were giraffes by our room, which is the coolest thing ever. That's awesome. And they were real giraffes. I think that's important to point out at Disney. They were actual real giraffes and some zebras were like rolling in the, in the dirt. It was the coolest thing ever. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, The Room Where It Happens or My Shot? Um. Well... I like to watch the room where it happens, but I don't say very much, so it's got to be my shot. Great, good answer. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Frozen or Moana? Ooh, ooh! I've been staring, staring at the water. I mean, because I'm so good at the words, but yeah, it's like your Aladdin audition all over again. Uh, that was my Aladdin audition. Um, I, so hard because I really like Moana, but my son loves Frozen. And I know Adina Menzel pretty well. And we all sang Let It Go when Let It Go was like the coolest thing ever to sing. Um, and that's where I met you during that time in my life, David. So it was, I've got it. it was. I think we have to go with uh, Frozen. Final Tweedledee or Tweedledum Disneyland or Disney World? Uh, I pass. On that, I'm going to pass on that answer because Disney World is the most amazing place I can remember as a child. Um, Disneyland now holds uh, the most amazing place in my heart as a grown up. So um, I will abstain. It's hard for many people to choose. For me, it's Disneyland, <laughs> but I appreciate Disney World. It's kind of a theme. Miguel, the next time you go to Disneyland or Disney World, what's the first thing you're going to do? Um, I think when I get there, um, my uh, my we took my son on um, uh, Expedition Everest, uh, as, and he was a little bit too young, and he will he he says he will never go on it again. So I think my goal first time we go back is to get him on Expedition Everest because 
I want him to remember it as something fun. Like I remember Space Mountain. Now he just <laughs> thinks it is. Now he's got full PTSD about that ride. But I want him to be like, Daddy, that was awesome. And I, and I will have done my job. I want that for you. I don't want it to go the other way. I don't want him to be like, <laughs> like I told you I didn't want to. Why did you do that to me? My, st- I told you my stomach hurts. <laughs> <laughs> my stomach hurts. That's it. He's going to do it. He's going to, he's going to pull that on me. I know it. Miguel, this has been so much fun. I, I just adore you. Thank you for sharing your stories and your heart and your time with me and all the listeners of the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This is amazing. Um, it's, it's funny to, um, dig into something like this that actually is so much more important, uh, to me than I actually am in, uh, actually know. So it's, it's, uh, thanks for, thanks for having a chat. Of course. We'll see you at the parks. Amen. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.